Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Why, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. And you guys, I am hot, fresh off of a birthday celebration yesterday which was August 3rd, by the way. So today is August 4th. Yay. Uh, Yin's guys, my mama's birthday, Mama Bear. Her birthday was yesterday. And I do have to say it was phenomenal. Loved every second of it. So for Yin's Pittsburghers who are listening to this, Yin's guys have to check out this place called Nailed It. It's like a DIY studio. It's in Carnegie. And basically, it's like you go in there and you do like craftsy things for your house. So like if you guys drive by uh, certain houses or whatever, sometimes you see this like welcome sign in front of the house. It's very trendy nowadays. So they have that type of shit there. And uh, that's basically what we did yesterday. It was really, really fun. We were there for like two hours. My mom did like a Hello Autumn plank that she's going to put in her front uh, her front yard. Me, because this bitch likes coffee, of course, I made like this coffee bar sign. So whenever I move in somewhere, I will have it on my kitchen wall. And it's actually really cool. I really like the colors that I chose. And uh, I'm not saying that I'm an artist per se with that kind of stuff, but I'm an artist now. So there's that. Uh, So yeah, Pittsburghers, check out Nailed It DIY Studios in Carnegie. It was the top shit. I loved it. And uh, you know what? Another thing, happy Thursday. Happy Thirsty Thursday. And what gets us into a good mood for Thirsty Thursday? I think I would say it's Rinna. Rinna Rosé. Mm, 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 mm. Not Vanderpump. Sorry, LVP. So we're going to immediately go into Beverly Hills, right? Because Yin's guys know that my shows aren't playing. What the fuck? Okay. Thailand, I want to know what's going on with the ultimate girls trip. Ooh, before that, though, let me uh, before Beverly Hills, I need to do some reporting here. So I'm looking at my phone right now. This is reportedly so it is not true. We don't know if it's true. Is it true? We don't know. But I thought this was intense and I'm excited to talk about it. So go on the Instagram Instagram handle, by the way, Bravo by Gays. They put this up, and I think they got it from somewhere else. Taylor Armstrong's cotton, da 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 That looks like it was on Twitter. So this is reportedly. It says, Leah McSweeney. I don't know. I just say, I said her name fucking weird. Leah McSweeney, okay, from New York. We all know. Has reportedly been banned, banned from Thailand after her actions on Ultimate Girls Trip 3. Now, She was forcibly escorted off of the set and was sent home early after she threw elephant dung, or I would say shit, elephant shit at a castmate. And like I said, Yins, guys, who did I say? What duel did I say that I wanted to see with Thailand? I bet you she threw that shit at Candace. I'm sure she did because those two bitches would be amazing to see fight. Oh, my God. So... It makes sense if that happens. And if it did happen for real, again, we don't know. So I'm not saying that she did. I hope they got that shit on film because I would love to see that. (laughs) 
mean, hey, Candace already has the prerequisites for it. Monique threw a fucking wine glass at her head. Of course, that's wrong. But was it a great episode? Hell yeah, it was. Oh, my God. So I don't know. We'll see if that's really true. And then if it is true, hopefully we see it on the show. But I'm pretty sure if that is true, I bet you it's Candace because she can't shut her fucking trap up. So next on the roster that I want to talk about. Real Housewives franchise uh, Instagram handle as well. They post up the OC cast, right? We have Dr. Jen left and Noella left because they were all boring and they weren't that exciting. Even though Noella had a lot of shit going on in her life and I feel bad for her, sort of, but she was annoying. So we got the full-time castmates. Obviously, it's Heather Dubrow. Whatever, snooze fest. Shayna Bedore. She's got to step up her game because if she doesn't, she's going to get booted. She's not really that interesting anymore. However, Tamara is back, so maybe uh, maybe it'll get interesting once again with her. Then we have Tamara. We have Gina. I think she is a safe role. I think she's going to be there to be like a mediator. Is her story really exciting anymore? Uh, Not really. Neither is Emily's, but she's there. And I think it's a nice relationship to see, a nice friendship between Gina and Emily. So I think that's why they're staying. Then we have Taylor. Miss Taylor from Beverly Hills, baby. Ultimate Girls Trip 2 from Bluestone Manor, baby, who got in a fight with Brandy Glanville. She's going to the OC. Damn. Do people expect it? No. Am I shocked? No. Taylor doesn't roll well with the Beverly Hills girls. I I never thought she did. She was just sort of there. I feel like she's more of an OC, like more chill vibe, if you will. Someone just sent me an email. It's more of a chill vibe for her, the OC. And I just don't think she's as superficial-ish. I mean, I think they all are in theory, but I just don't see Taylor. She didn't mesh well with the Beverly Hills bitches. I just don't think that she did. I do think she will mesh well with the OC crowd. And then we have contract negotiations with what the fuck is her face? I don't, Bellino, is that her name? I don't know. I probably said her name wrong, but you know, she wasn't that interesting to me. So whatever. We'll find out officially, but that's in the talks right now. But we definitely know that Tamara and Taylor are back on it. So that'll be cool. Then let's see any other news. Oh, Tamara, she tweeted about this whole thing. And she says, this is Twitter by Tamara. And she's like, not only am I returning to RHOC for season 17, but my girl at Taylor Armstrong is joining me along for the ride. Double the trouble coming your way. Ooh, Vicky, I think you got replaced. You got replaced. Damn. Hopefully that'll bring OC's ratings up because this past season was not fun. Now, let's get back to Thirsty Thursday, Rinna Rosé, no LVP. I have to say, Beverly Hills, it's boring. It's boring me. It's not what I feel like it should be. It was more exciting last year to hear about Erica's, you know, faux pas, if you will. I don't even think that's the right word. But it's just not that exciting for me. Dubai is my shit. It definitely is up there as one of my most favorite housewife show. And we will get into that because, oh, my God, I'll have to talk about Ion's dancing. <laughs> oh, yeah, real quick. Uh, go check out uh, my gal's podcast. It just came out, The Real Bitch of Bravo with G. Hey Wiley. Uh, I was on that shit the other day. We had such a good time. I think it's called uh, Welcome to Ion University. Of course, we're talking about Ion because she is my main bitch and I love her. I want to be her. So check out her shit, The Real Bitch of Bravo podcast. Shout out to G. Hey Wally. Okay, so 
We start off with the Reno Rose. She's getting that shit together. She wants to invite all the gals over to her house for like a wine tasting. That's cool. I think I'll enjoy hers more than Vanderpump's. I haven't tried Rinna's. I don't even know if it's fully on the market yet, supposedly. But I did try LVP's and I thought it was terrible. It tasted gross. So I I already know that Rinna's is probably going to be more exciting for my palate, so to speak. We also see in the show that I appreciated. We saw Sutton's interactions with her children. And I thought that was really cool. You know, Sutton's getting such a bad rep right now for the show. People are coming after her. The girls are like, what the fuck? Who are you? You suck. And I think a lot of people on Instagram, like on social media, I think there's like mixed reviews with her. I think a lot of people are like, yes, Sutton, you're like, you and Garcelle are like the first bitches that are really like doing the show right. Like you're not joining an alliance. You're speaking truth, especially Garcelle. I fucking love her. And I'll get a little bit more into that within the episode. But I did feel like seeing Sutton and her interaction with her kids, it made her more real to me. I feel like I could relate to her in such a sense, even though I don't have children. I just felt like she was more raw and real within the show, which I appreciated. So another thing that I want to talk about when we get to Garcelle, I don't even know how it came about, but I thought it was an interesting thing to note that Garcelle expressed that she had an experience with Bill Cosby. And obviously, with my assumption, it was not a good one. But then you see that motherfucker get out of jail. Like, what the fuck, justice system? That's all I'm saying. And Garcelle, you are a fucking queen and I love you. And I'm sure that was the worst experience. And like, you never want to remember it again. But, you know, for you coming out and saying it, you're definitely not alone. And we already know that. So if that's what she's referring to, which is what I'm assuming, I don't know for sure. But like, she didn't necessarily say on the show. But I still think it's fucked up that they let him out. Now, they're talking a little bit about PK and his alleged DUI thing. And I don't know. They just talked about it for a little bit. It wasn't that interesting to like hear about whatever. Uh, I feel like that's slightly common for people that live in California, a.k.a. Hollywood, that type of shit. But I don't know because I'm in Pittsburgh and I was in Chicago. So what the hell do I know? Then we, what I thought was interesting in this episode, when Erica was talking to all her glam squad and all her friends that she hires, she was talking to them about how she doesn't want to be a girlfriend to anyone. She just wants some good dick. That's what she says. But then she was like, I want to be a part-time dominatrix. Do I see that for her? I kind of do. I do. Which is fine. You do you, right? So... Maybe we'll see that on the show in the future. Who knows? But I thought that was interesting to bring up. And then we go to Lisa and Sutton meeting up, trying to get past some shit. I mean, we all know like the big story with Sutton was when she brought up the whole charity event dinner with Elton John and how she got the tickets for Harry Hamlin and Lisa. And there was never a thank you and all this stupid bullshit that really doesn't matter. And they were trying to move past it. And then clearly by the end of the episode, they don't because it comes up again. And then Lisa almost breaks the glass. Not really. But you know what? We're going back to previous Housewife seasons with Beverly Hills when she throws the glass down to Kim and she's like, you never talk about my husband. Then she runs off. Oh, my God. It was classic. So I felt like that was about to happen. And then we see next time on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So this is what they do to us. Thanks, Bravo. Which, by the way, Bravo... 
I love you, but I have a little bone to pick with you, okay? Me and my gal, Diana Jebbia, who has Bravo Besties with the Believe Network as well, we write to you guys to try to be media and press for BravoCon, and you guys reject us? You reject us? What the fuck, okay? First of all, your shit is way too expensive to go to BravoCon just to see these Bravo celebrities, right? And mind you, I love all of them, okay, for the most part. But for you to charge for one day, like $300, $400, like who the fuck are you? That is messed up. That is like you just want rich people to go to your shit. You just want rich people to go to your shit. And you know what, honey? That's not me. Do I aspire to be that? Of course, everyone does. But your audience realistic goals is kind of shitty and shoddy. And I didn't appreciate it. And I'm upset with you, Bravo. Am I still going to watch your shit? Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's your loss because you didn't choose Diana and myself. So that is my rant, and I'm going to move on. Where was I? Oh, so Lisa and Sutton are trying to make up, yada, yada, yada. And then we get to the wine tasting at Lisa's house. Yay, we're all friends. So they're all there. Some people can't attend because of COVID reasons. Uh, Crystal just, I don't think she had COVID. She just doesn't attend. And then what happens when she's not there? All of the women, Erica brings it up first. They're talking about her eating disorder. So Sutton's like, I don't want to talk about this shit. She's not even here to defend herself. Like, what the fuck? So that was a thing. And I think people really need to lay off Crystal. You know, she's trying to go through this and try to figure it out. Uh, Support is everything. And talking about it behind her back is not support. So I think that's kind of messed up. So it seems from the wine tasting that Rinna's rosé with her uh, different kinds, I guess. I think it's going to be successful. The girls really liked it. And uh, I hope it is because I do like Rinna and I just feel like she's fun. And I feel like I'm fun. I'm not making this about me, but I hope it's successful because I would like to buy a bottle or five. Now we go to Dorit and she is telling Garcelle that she has a guy that she wants to set up for her. So we'll see if that happens. Garcelle seems a little interested. Okay. Erica is drinking up a storm. Not really, but she's drinking, even though like last episode we saw that she can't, she shouldn't be doing that because of her meds. Dorit's trying to be a good friend and say, hey, hey. Slow down, girl. Maybe cut off. But she feels like, should I do that? Here's the thing. I think that some people are afraid of Erica. And I think Dorit is one of them. I definitely think Kyle is. I don't think Lisa is. I just think that she is a loyal friend the way that Garcelle is a loyal friend to Sutton. Now, bringing that up, Garcelle takes Erica aside. And she's like, why did you say that Sutton's a liability? Like, explain it to me. Erica was basically like, you are sticking up for Sutton whenever you don't have to be. Like, I don't understand that. And I feel like you wouldn't do that really for me. You would do that maybe every now and again, but like you would be on her side first. Hey, you know what? That's okay. She's closer with her than you. And you know what? Kyle and Lisa are going to be kissing your ass whenever you're doing something fucked up. I mean, it just depends on how close you are with the relationship. Even Garcelle said, that's what loyal friends do. Like, that's what a friendship is. And I completely agree with her. And that's why I feel like Garcelle and Sutton are the most honest. (laughs) Which is funny because Lisa pulls a Kyle in the episode about Sutton on how she wants Sutton to be honest because she's not being honest. Like, what the fuck? This is part of the reason why Beverly Hills kind of, it kind of annoys me. 
Because it's the same shit all the time, every single season. Just be honest. Like, what the fuck? Can we move on from that? Like, let's get something else than the honesty here. Like, I'm sick and tired of hearing it because it happens all the time. Hopefully, Yin's guys are under... And if you, if you don't agree with me, I'm just saying, play back seasons past. And that's all that you'll hear from fucking Kyle's mouth. It's just... Ugh, it's exhausting sometimes. So basically... At the end of the episode, Lisa and Sutton are talking, friendly at first, and then it's kind of like, oh, well, Lisa, you talk off the side of your mouth, and then Lisa's like, oh, honey, so do you, and da-da-da-da-da-da. She's going all Southern accent with Sutton, you know, trying to be like, hey, bitch, I got you. So basically, Lisa was about to say, don't come after my husband and my children, and uh Basically, what all the women say in all the shows, don't go after the family, don't go after the children, don't go after the husbands. So it's basically like a to-be-continued episode. Okay, it was cool. It was a good episode. I am not hating on it, but I'm just disappointed with the season. So with that aside, we're going to go to Real Housewives of Dubai, baby, because I love it. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. It's so good. Like, Bravo, thank you for blessing us, even though I'm pissed off at you guys. Thank you for blessing us with these women who live in Dubai. Everyone else thought that, or every, a lot of people think that Salt Lake City was like a blessing. Yeah, they're okay, but Dubai's the shit. That's where it's at. Probably the best franchise that came to uh, to the Bravo-verse uh, as of recent. So I thank you for that. But I can't believe you rejected me. Anyways. Real Housewives of Dubai. Let me just say, Ion knows how to make entrances, baby. She's meeting up with Sarah in that divine wedding gown looking thing. She is just a badass bitch. And I know on Jihei's uh, podcast the other day, I was like, there should be an Ion University. I want to be a student. I hope that I can get a full scholarship because I want the education here. She comes in and she's just like, she just doesn't give a fuck. And that's why I love her so much. She is so confident in herself, in her beauty, just who she is as a person. And she will not let anyone get in her way. And that is a thousand percent a badass bitch. Like she just does not care. Everyone should aspire to be her. <laughs> okay. Now, they're talking about the Brooks situation with Sarah because Sarah's like, you should tuck your son at night. You should tuck your son in bed. And then that whole thing when Brooks turned into the Incredible Hulk. So they're trying to elaborate and trying to figure out how can we solve this situation, Sarah? That's like Ion saying that. She's like, how can we solve this? Like you and Brooks need to sit down, da 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 And then we hear from Sarah what she's really about because she never really expressed like we don't know who Sarah is and even I was like who is Sarah tell us about Sarah we find out that she got married when she was like 26 or 27 to a guy where basically she was the breadwinner and she was the supporter and I guess he didn't really do much and maybe he manipulated her in some sort of fashion and she also saw that her aunt went through a divorce very painful sticky divorce Sarah was 14 and she saw that her aunt depended on this family on this man for her to like live and she's like I never want to be like that and she's like that's why I started my business at 15 so we can see that Sarah has been pretty much independent since her teenage days and with the unfortunate failure of the marriage I don't even like to say that but like 
you know, it didn't work out. With her marriage, that didn't work out. I think she's really guarded. And I think she, you know, she wants to have the best for herself and the people around her life, but she only wants the positivity. And that's why she's a doctor, so to speak. But to Brooke, she is a fake-ass doctor and she has no degrees. And maybe she should go get a degree to be a doctor because hers is fake, basically. It is funny during this conversation that Sarah doesn't think that she's preachy. She even says it. She's like, I don't think I'm preachy. Oh, Sarah, I love you, girl, but uh, I highly disagree with you. And Ion does too, because you kind of are preachy, but you do it in a nice manner. I feel like I feel like this is kind of a parallel with Ebony when she was on the New York show. I think a lot of people who were watching the show and even the women on the show thought that she was very preachy with her mission and uh, they didn't want to hear it. The women on Dubai kind of feel like Sarah's doing the same thing but with a different mission. So I thought it was kind of interesting with the parallels there. But yeah, Sarah, you're you're a little preachy. But I, I, I'm not hating on you. I still love you. But, you know, maybe you want to check yourself on that. So we get to Brooke. She's meeting up with her ex-husband, which, by the way, he looks kind of douchey. Just by first impression, just when he comes in. I, I don't know. It, does that make me a judgy-wudgy person? Absolutely. And I'm sorry, but like... Maybe I'm not. He just kind of looks like a douche. And she says in her confessional that he was very manipulative. They were married for seven and a half years. But I guess the relationship was also very toxic, so she says. But it's crazy because with her whole spa that she wants to open up, she's having her ex-boyfriend as the main investor and having her ex-husband be the developer. Like, she's like, well, I just know them so well, and this is definitely a smart move. I mean, okay, you know, you do you, but I don't know. I don't know if I would go that route. I just don't know if that would be a good decision for me. But you know what? Hopefully it's successful and uh, we can come, we can see it come into fruition and it'll be good to go. But I don't know if that was the best decision, especially if your marriage was pretty toxic and then the other guy was like kind of a piece of shit too. I don't know. But again, you do you. It is kind of interesting because when they were talking about their marriage, which I thought was kind of a nice moment, Brooks and him, his name is Zoran, they were talking about their marriage, right, and how it didn't work out. He says it was a difficult place in his life at the time, and he took it out on her, blah, 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 but he's in a different headspace, and she's, like, buying it, which maybe he is, right? Maybe he is. Me, I don't know the dude, so I couldn't tell you, but I'm always careful, even though I feel like maybe I'm not, maybe I'm... Guys, this guy that I've been talking to, that moving guy, the guy that I met at the when I was moving, yeah, we're definitely still talking, and it's definitely, I don't know. I like it. It's nice. I am nervous. That's all I have to say, because what if it works out? What if it doesn't work out? I think these are the things we all think about as we are pursuing someone, if that makes sense. So anyways... Enough about me. We're going back to Brooks and her ex-husband. So I thought it was nice that they shared that. It kind of made her less of an incredible Hulk. However, we see her come back out. We also see that Lisa is throwing some sort of 
dance party thing or something. She invites all the ladies. I kind of like how she did it. She sent like a little video, but it wasn't. Okay, it wasn't the best one because we've seen the best party invite. And it was from quintessential Kurt, Kurt Huger. You remember her sitting in her damn hallway of her house wearing that crown baby with her hubby right by her side. Oh, my God. Can we just go back to then? She comes out in the Pepto-Bismol like Beyonce suit with a hat. Just classic. Just classic. So, Lisa, you got to take notes from Kurt Huger. Miss you, Karen. Can't wait to see you on the boob tube again. So Nina and Sarah and Ion, they're going out to uh, get some gold jewelry going here. You know, they're going down the streets and shit and uh, they're looking for gold, baby. And guess what? Do they find some? Yes. Nina's trying to make a deal. She is working, working the dude and says, you know what? Give me half. Give me half. Give me half. So uh, she does. I think she gets it. And then she's like, I could have gotten less, too. I could have brought it down more. So that was pretty cool to see. And then they're all sitting there. Oh, also, too, Ion comes in like this fucking phenomenal purple dress with the train. I mean, like the bitch just does what she does. And it's great. People are probably looking at her and like, damn, you know that she you know that she is the bomb, basically. And she would say, I know. So they're all sitting on a bench, again, talking about the whole Brooks and Sarah thing. And then Ion's like, well, surprise, we're going to go to lunch. And I invited Brooks. Woo! Sarah's like, "Okay, whatever. Cool, cool, cool. We also find out that Nina's dad is released from the hospital. Remember, he is uh, he he has COVID at this point. So they're releasing him from the uh, hospital. I think he still has it, but it's not as uh, serious as it was when he was in the hospital. So that's good to hear. Then we get to the lunch. Brooks is then expressing to Sarah that she felt that Sarah was attacking her parents and basically judging her parents on how Brooks was raised. And, uh, you know, she kind of saw red and all that shit. And that's why she came after. But like the craziest thing about this whole conversation, each one of them are saying, you said this. Nuh-uh, I said this. No, you said this. He said, she said, all that shit. But it's funny because everything that they're both saying, they think that it's verbatim. However, you go back to the playback and the show does that multiple times in this episode and the episode prior. Basically, even during the episode when it happened, everything that those bitches said, none of it was verbatim from the playback. So clearly there's a huge misunderstanding, miscommunication from both parties about that night. It's crazy. It's it's nuts. But Brooks doesn't want to see it. She just can't get it out of her mind that Sarah was judging her parents. And she goes Incredible Hulk again. And Sarah's like, well, I'm out. And then I don't know. It almost seems like there was a threat or whatever. But like Sarah's like, no, you try me. Brooks gets out of her seat and she's like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you threatening me? And then she's like, no, I'm going to look up class for you. I'm going to buy you some class online, bitch. And then she leaves. And then like the whole thing happens. Then damn, we find out that Sarah says that Brooks is not on her level. That was a pretty harsh statement, but uh, she doesn't want to be preachy, right? (laughs) So now we're going to go to the dance class that Lisa hosts. I wish I got the invite. I do have to say, out of all the women, Lisa, you got the number one spot, baby girl. You are good as fuck. You got the rhythm going. We all see it. It was great. (sighs) I really hate to say this because I don't think she has any flaws. Actually, yes, she does. 
But uh, one of them is her dance moves, Miss Chanel Ion. With all of the love and respect that I have for you, my dear, you need to practice your shit because you kind of stiff as fuck. That's all I'm saying. So, but you know what? I have all the confidence in the world for you. Again, as someone said at the actual dance event, you're not the greatest dancer, but your energy and your confidence make you kill it every time. So I, in fact, love it. And you know what? People say that I'm not the best dancer either. But again, like you, I don't believe what the fuck that they say because I know that I got rhythm. Okay. So that is that is one thing that I found enjoyable, yet also I'm like, damn, why? But yeah, Lisa, you got it going on. We all saw that. Thank you for sharing your moves. And now we see at the end of the episode that Brooks and Sarah do, in fact, make amends, which is good to see. And basically, everyone looks so great at the event, the dance event. Lisa was so kind enough to kind of do like superlatives for the women. And she she gave them all crowns and everything. And it's funny because she did one that said, most likely to never dance again. She gave it to Stanbury, even though everyone knows that Ion probably should have got it. <laughs> but I think she got like the best, um, I, don't know, I don't know, the best loyal or energy. I know energy went to Nina, but I can't remember. But Ion got the wrong one. She should have gotten the most likely never to dance again. Even even Stanbury said that. And you know what? I agree. I still love her, but I'm just saying. So that was the episode. Out of those two, Dubai overrules Beverly Hills. I think they got to step up their game. I wonder about the ratings. I wonder if Dubai is doing better than Beverly Hills. I wouldn't be shocked. I should probably look that shit up. Now, tonight we got Southern Charm. Let's see what's going on with that. Caleb is confusing the fuck out of me talking to Naomi about the relationship and how he's like, I don't know about Catherine. And then she's like, why are you still with him? And then he's like going over to Catherine and then calls Naomi the C word and like throwing her under the bus whenever she didn't, she didn't even do anything like that's confusing to me. And of course, we're seeing Paige and Craig's relationship blossom. I don't know. Southern Charms just sort of here. I miss the old Southern Charms. I don't think it's as good as it used to be, but I'm still going to watch it. Let's see what Austin's going to do tonight. And yeah, Yins guys, that's a wrap for another episode. Thank Yins guys so much for listening. Follow me on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer, of course. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. Follow us at Believe Network and at Believe Lifestyle. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. In the meantime, Yins guys, have a kick-ass weekend, and I shall see you next week. Ta-ta! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.